Hello, welcome to the Talk Football Podcast. I'm your host, Todgy. And we are doing a live Q&A. We're live on YouTube and we are live on TikTok. YouTube, TikTok. So basically, all I want you to do, anyone that jumps in the live chats, uh, you can drop any football-related questions you like in there and I will answer them. I also have a series of questions that have already been sent in by the listeners and um, questions from the listeners. <laughs> so we've got five questions all lined up, um, ready to uh, answer from our listeners that are already. And um, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to start uh, with a question from Paul Nelson, who's also one of the regular hosts that um, that joins the show. Um his question is, can Arsenal win the league? That's a, that's a bloody good question. Um, <laughs> I think I think their squad is a little bit thin, if, if, I, if I have to be honest with it. Uh, I'm not sure if they get one or two injuries to, to key players that um, they can sustain sustain it to the end of the season. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, if they lose Jesus, I mean, well, actually, to be honest, he's not really been, um, hasn't really been scoring many goals. Um, yeah, right. So Jesus hasn't really been scoring many goals of late. I think it's now nine games that he hasn't scored. I would imagine that they'd probably be looking maybe to add another forward um, in January. Trouble is, is who do they get? I mean, I know I'm going to touch on Ronaldo in a bit. I know Piers Morgan would like Ronaldo at um, would like Ronaldo at Arsenal, but I don't think that's ever a possibility. I don't see that happening at all. I don't think that's anywhere close to being on the cards. Uh, so, can Arsenal win the title? Yes, they can. I think they're shooing for the top four. Um, I don't believe overall. Oh, yeah, there we go. We have a comment from uh, one of our viewers. Jesus is really good. Uh, I don't think in Well, yeah, I mean, he's mentioned in Ketia. I don't think in Ketia uh, really has the quality. I think he obviously has a work rate. He has a good work rate. I don't think Eddie and Ketia is, is going to get, as it stands currently, I don't think Eddie and Ketia is going to get 20 goals a season. Um, and I think that's what Arsenal need long term maybe to you know help Jesus go with Jesus I don't think Jesus is a typical sort of 20 goal a season striker although his work rate and what he does for the team is phenomenal it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the World Cup and if, if they if their players uh, that are playing in the World Cup pick up injuries and see how they come back after the World Cup and, um, and it really depends I suppose on what the ball do um, with January, you know, if they if they decide they really want to have a go for it and go out and sign people in January, then I think uh, I think they can. But I mean, City City are going to be incredibly hard um, to topple. I think, barring I mean, even if they lose Haaland for a number of games, they've still got they've still got more than enough in in their squad to score goals. They score goals from all over the pitch, which is not really something Arsenal do. So. Can Arsenal win the title? Yes. Uh, a second part of the question from Paul is who makes the top four? Now, that's a really interesting one. I, I changed my mind weekly on that. Um, I don't know. 
I, I tipped Newcastle at the start of the season on a podcast episode and people thought I was a bit mental. People thought I was a bit mental. And now they're sitting top three. Was I that mental? Who knows? <laughs> I don't think I was. Well, you know, listen, Newcastle, I, I, I liked what they did. I liked what they bought when uh, with the players that they bought. Um, I think Newcastle can sneak in. And I, I, I actually, I, I said this to a few people. Now, I'm a Chelsea fan. And we'll, we'll talk about Chelsea in a bit and one of the questions. Um, I, I, I honestly, and people get again, people think I'm mad. I don't think Chelsea and Liverpool make the top four. So I'm going to say City or Arsenal win the title. Probably more lean towards City on that one. I think Conte, despite the football not being great, I think Conte gets Tottenham in the top four. And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to give Newcastle a shout on that. So I'm going to say my top four, um, varying orders, whichever way it ends up. But I think the top four will be City, Arsenal, Spurs and Newcastle. I really, I, I just, I feel that there's something building at Newcastle um, and it ain't just about um, that they can spend ridiculous amounts of money. I, I think... Eddie Howe is clearly being listened to at that club, and you know and he's building it in the right direction. And their their curve is just not like up there, but their curve is like nice. You know, they, they're graduating towards where they want to be. Perhaps maybe a little bit quicker, maybe than they anticipated. But there's a lot of teams that are in the Premier League that you may have thought would have been aiming around sort of top four, top six, and that they're having a bit of a struggle this season. Chelsea being one of them, Liverpool being another. Um, I thought, I think a lot of maybe a Man U fans thought that uh, with Ten Hag in there, that they might have had a push for top four. And albeit, they're not that far off. They're not that far off. I just don't, I think with everything that's going on with Ronaldo and everything else, I think that that will weigh heavy on them. Um, and yet again, I don't think there's a massive amount of goal. I mean, Ronaldo scored 26 goals last season. And anyone else in the United team is close. So, yeah. That's that one. I hope that answers your question, Paul. Um, so, uh, Paul, second question. And this is a this is a little bit of a tough one for me. Um, so, it's how I feel about Chelsea and Potter. And will Chelsea fans have patience with Potter? It started off quite well. We went unbeaten in what? you know, five or six games. The football weren't great and we're oh, we're fragile at the back. We are we are really fragile at the back. Um which obviously under Tuchel we got used to having a real solid back line, but you know, Rudiger was a big miss. You lose a player of Rudiger's quality, um, you know, we're gonna look a bit fragile. And yet again, same as like last season, we've we've lost Reese James and now you know, and we've lost Ben Chilwell. So, uh, arguably, our two first-choice full-backs, um, well, particularly Reese. Reese is obviously a first-choice full-back. I, I believe he's the best right-back in in the country, if not uh, one of the best right-backs in Europe. Um, and Ben Chilwell, you know, he, he's good. Again, the pair of them can't seem to stay fit and consistent for a, a period of time. Um I think we need to give Potter time. Looking at what he did with Brighton, 
Um, I like the way Brighton play. Uh, good, hard-working players. Everyone works uh, for the cause, for the team. Um, at the moment, perhaps the players that we have at the Chelsea, in the Chelsea squad are not really capable of, of maybe doing what Potter um, requires of them, being flexible in the formation. You know, it's been hard for me to see someone like Raheem Sterling being sort of like shunted out onto like a left wing back role at times. And I, I kind of get that because, I'm, you know, it would give them a lot of space on the left hand side. And if everyone shuffles and, the, and the, you know, your team rotates on the pitch, uh, other players drop out, drop in. It could put, you know, Sterling in a lot of space over there. But it's obviously a role that he's not particularly used to, probably isn't happy with. And his performance and form have, have struggled with that, where we've been constantly changing and shifting his position. Obviously, in attacking areas, uh, we, we create a lot of chances. I, I know that sounds mad, but we ain't scored a lot of goals. But And perhaps a, people thought that Aubameyang would be the answer to that. Um, that hasn't worked out. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we have to give part of time. I'm not so sure the Chelsea fans, the rest of the Chelsea fans, will be tick, will be patient with that. Um, it's like Paul's mentioned in in his comment and his question uh, for the past what 20 years, 19 years under Roman and whatnot. We've been we've been used to continued success, and people may not agree with the ways that that came about. Spending a fair bit of money, obviously, um, and a culture of sacking the manager if the manager wasn't getting things right um, and, and the club and the board level, Roman, if they felt that, that we weren't progressing in the right direction, they made a change and invariably they, they got it right because new managers would come in, we'd have a bit of a bounce for a couple of years or so um, and we would pick up trophies. You know, Mourinho twice with in two different spells, Premier League, Ancelotti coming in, you know, even Di Matteo coming in for a short spell, picking up a Champions League. Um, and then, of course, Thomas. Thomas Tuchel, who picks up a ridiculous amount of trophies in a short space of time. So, I think it's tough. I, I really hope um, Potter succeeds because I, I, I really, really like him. I like him as a coach. I like him, um, you know, the way he the way he is on the touchline. Um, I, I, I liked the way... Brighton set up in their teams and you can see in Brighton as well even under their new manager um, Zerbi uh, they're still playing literally the same way he hasn't really tinkered he hasn't changed and why would you because it's a it's a formula that's been particularly successful so I think uh, given a, a couple of transfer windows we've got a couple of players in, in coming through from the academy that could that could do well Um so we'll, we'll see. I, I hope he's given patience um, from what they say, but obviously things can change. It appears that, um, you know, the board see this, the new owners see this as more of a long-term term project. How that, yeah, again, how that sits with the rest of the Chelsea fans and, and maybe a fair few years without trophies. Um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> right, now... Uh, <laughs> This is a big one. So um, we're going to move on to Andy Reid's question. And it just simply says, Ronaldo. <laughs> now, I've I've watched the first part um, of the interview. 
Um, I'm yet to, uh, I was at work today, so I didn't have a chance to catch up and watch the second part. Um, so I'm going to do that tonight. So I can only go by what I've seen so far. Um, I'm a massive Ronaldo fan. Uh, I mean, people will talk about Messi, Ronaldo, and both obviously amazing, great players. But for me, I, I'm, I'm, I, I think Ronaldo is, you know, complete superstar. And even at the age of 37, to have to hunger, to still want to go out and play Champions League football. Man United can't provide that. Um, so he obviously looked to leave in the summer and um, that didn't come about. Everything that's happened since, I mean, he's obviously, if you haven't watched the the full um, interview with him, I suggest you do. Uh, you can get the, It's all free to watch on the uh, Talk TV app. Um, and like I say, I've only watched the first part, but I mean, he talks about where he lost his kid and then everything else that was going on around him um, and the criticism he was taking about, you know, missing preseason training, missing, you know, leaving leaving games and all that. When the guy, as incredible as he is, he's still only human. And he was going through something that no parent should have to go through. So I think people need to probably um, give the guy a break. Uh, I think what he's, perhaps the way he's done it is wrong. Um, but then, how, you know, how, how do you have your say unless you do it in, in the way he's done it? So, I I feel for the guy a little bit, really. Uh, and it's not about anything to do with money. I'm, I'm purely looking at this on a, a football level and, and a human level. You know, this guy, Ronaldo, despite what you think about work rate, can he press a ball? Um, is he still got the legs to do it? The guy scored what twenty six ga- twenty six goals for Man United last season. You don't become a bad player in a couple of months. And clearly, you know, people in and around the club have decided that um, he's not really of any much use to them anymore. So if that be the case, uh, and this is all about just money now, and you know, and how much Ronaldo is worth commercially or whatever, and that they want to get something for him then I can understand why he's gone and done what he's done. This is going to force United's hand. It's going to force Ten Hag's hand. You know, I don't think you're, you'll see him in a United shirt again. I think that's it. That's done. So, yeah, I'm going to, I, I, I will give you more feedback, Andy, once I've watched the um, the second part of the interview. And, um, and and perhaps we'll get you on and we'll have a, a Ronaldo pod and we'll talk about it. So that, that's that one. Um, so we've got our another question from Paul, um, which is which teams will benefit from the World Cup break and which teams won't. I'm going to start with the won'ts first of all because I, I believe a lot comes from form um, and momentum, um, and obviously Arsenal um, and particularly Newcastle, as I've mentioned, um, have uh, had a lot of. Good form in this first part of the season, leading in uh, before the World Cup break. I don't think either one of those clubs would be particularly happy now having to break that form. And you can never really tell whether or not they're going to come back after the World Cup and you know be in the same in the same way again. You don't know what injuries are going to come out of it. Um, obviously, Newcastle probably haven't got as many players away on international duty uh, as Arsenal, um, but still a fair few, you know. So yeah, I think it will be 
disruptive to the teams that are in good form. But then the flip side to that is the teams that ain't doing so well. So I, I, I've written down, obviously, Southampton, Wolves, West Ham. Uh, Wolves have obviously brought in a uh, new manager in Lopetegui. Um, Southampton as well, Nathan Jones. Um, it's been a slow start to the season for David Moyes um, at West Ham. But, um, you know, they've had a few changes in personnel there in terms of players. A couple of players leaving the club, um, you know, like Mark Noble retiring. Um, I think there was always going to come a stage for me when Mikel Antonio wouldn't be scoring as many goals as perhaps he did when he was at that little little peak. So they've brought in Skamaka. Um, and you've got to give that guy a bit of time, obviously, to get used to the Premier League. Um, and... So I think for the likes of Southampton, Wolves, West Ham, players that ain't away on international duty, it will give the coaches time to work with them. Uh, it will, particularly, obviously, I think for Wolves um, and and Southampton with Nathan Jones, because it will give him chance. Them, them two managers in particular now a month to really settle into their clubs and and feel like they belong. And yeah, so that's what I think. That's what I think about that. I do think, I mean, obviously, all, all clubs will probably look to strengthen and do something in January. Uh, who, um, I think both Arsenal and Newcastle were probably looking to sign uh, someone in their forward areas. And Southampton and Wolves, West Ham, um, I, I don't see West Ham being down at the bottom. I think they'll, they'll, they'll get a bit of momentum after the World Cup. I think they'll get some get some wins under their belt and I think they'll push up the table a little bit. So if West Ham fans, any West Ham fans out there listening, I wouldn't be too worried. I think um, you're obviously in good hands with David Moyes and I think you will steadily cap, well, carry I mean, you've already shown a, you know, a little upturn in form and that. So I think that will, that will continue. Uh, I think maybe you might get a few players back from injury, add one or two more. Southampton on the other hand, though, I, I, I think I worry for them. It's a big shout putting Nathan Jones in charge. Um, going from where he's come from, maybe they're looking at it and, and drawing maybe sort of similarities between Nathan Jones and Potter and following the same kind of uh, sort of theory. I don't know. It's a big jump though. You know, no Premier League experience as a manager. Um and I know foreign managers come in and they have no Premier League experience, but they'll have top flight, generally, mostly, they'll have top flight experience in the leagues that they've come from. So I think it's a bit different. Um, but I think they'll, I think obviously, uh, particularly Jones will, will, will try and infuse some kind of like higher work ethic at uh, Southampton. And they've got some good young players. You know, they've brought in a few young players from City um, this season. And, of course, they've got to bed in and get used to playing week in, week out in the Premier League, which they haven't done coming out of the City youth setup. So there is some, there is some potential there. I don't think it's all doom and gloom for Southampton, um, which my good friend, uh, Mr. Cotton, will be happy to hear. And, uh, yeah, but I, I do think perhaps this could be the year that Southampton go. I, I do. Um, but it's a shame because they're a nice club. And, obviously... My good friend Simon Cotton, he's a, he's a big Southampton fan. Often works there as a, a steward as well. So uh, I hope for his sake that they, they stay up. Um, yeah. All right, so 
we are moving on to the World Cup. Um, and it's our fifth question. And it's from Adam. Who wins the World Cup? <sighs> Do you know what? Before before they got so many injuries, I went for I went for France. But I mean obviously they've just lost in Kunku. No Kante, no Pogba. That's two that's two massive players out of their midfield. Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think uh I don't think I don't think France can do it. I'm not so sure what what they've got left over. Um so I'm gonna go Brazil. I think a lot of people a lot of people I spoke to um are going for Brazil. And um you know, attacking wise, phenomenal. So I, I, I fancy the South American team um, for this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Messi. Uh, I don't think there's a massive amount of quality in the um, in the Argentinian squad. There is quality, but not. You know, they're not running a uh, running a mock with you know amazing attacking players. Um, but you just wouldn't put it past Messi. Uh, Possibly his last major tournament, going out with a with a World Cup under his belt, which wouldn't make Ronaldo too happy. But there we go. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go for Brazil, Brazil to win the uh, win the World Cup. So we'll have a quick peek on the old socials here. I'll run you through the socials um, before we end the episode as well, because it's important to be able to get in contact with the show. So obviously, um, for those that are, are watching on either YouTube or TikTok, um, links are in the bio to the link tree, which links you into all of our social pages on the Instagram. Um, you can even do it on the old-fashioned way and, and do an email, if you like. So you can email the show at uh, talkfootballpdc at gmail.com. So that's one way to get in contact. Like I say, but the link tree is your best way. Subscribing, obviously, on the YouTube channel so you can keep up to date with any little bits and pieces that go on there um, and obviously following on on TikTok as well um, and for anyone that wants to be a guest on the show and you want to come on if you've got something to say about your club um, or country as the World Cup's on then just get in contact get in contact and we'll get you on I, I do um, when I'm not doing this on my own I'll do it via Zoom so it's nice and easy we get on Zoom we have a chat and we talk about the um you know the topics you want to raise about your club or whatever and then we we go from there and we we have a chat for a good sort of like 30 40 minutes or whatever or however long it takes might take longer and uh, before you know it you've done a podcast episode with me so yeah don't be afraid to get in contact with the show um I'd love to get um fans from clubs outside of the Premier League so be that in the EFL be that in you know in any any major leagues in Europe, so we're not just talking about people from the UK as well. You know, I'd love to have get a couple of Rangers and uh, some Celtic fans on, so have a bit of banter and a bit of a talk about that. And then and that's what we do. That's what we do. And uh, yeah, go. I want to say uh, make my apologies that um, it's been so long putting out an episode, but uh, I've had a lot going on with work because this is not my full-time job <laughs> i do have a day job and um i've also recently moved a house so getting into the new place setting everything up and getting settled in um so yeah we apologize for that uh, a few months break but hopefully now 
everything's all settled, we're going to be doing um, a few more live shows. Hopefully, Paul's going to be joining us from New Zealand. Um, so we're going, to, we're going to have a catch up with Paul because we haven't had Paul on for a while. I know Andy, uh, Mr. Andy Reid, is desperate to get on to talk about United and Ronaldo. Um, and then, of course, we need to have a catch up with um, our, one of our co-hosts, Adam James, who's, um, you know, to give us a bit of an update on how things are going at Derby. Yeah. So there we go. Um, thank you to all those people that jumped in, people that have left comments and questions. Really appreciate it. And thank you for joining me on the Talk Football podcast. I know this is only a, sort of a short episode, but um, hey, we're back. We're back and we're, we're going to try and stay back and, and a little bit more regular. Um, and I'm going to start gathering more questions over the next couple of weeks and we'll do another Q&A episode as well. So yeah, thank you for joining me on the Talk Football Podcast. I'm your host, Todgy, and we'll catch you again very, very soon.